0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to the MAF Step Back Podcast.
1: TK! Hi, like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks all up by action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk you the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, it get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, it get nasty. He'll drop 30. Don't gotta ask him. Luke with the step back 30. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! three-pointer,
0: yes, sir. Taking the three after the pump
1: fake, and it's money for Corsinga. Now you got my boy Chris Stabs looking like Duncan Nash in the gap. Want to ring, want to fill a gap on your team head Ain't talking heads, dang, go relax T-L-A the champ, defense still coming with the best flow, the Mavs the best on the float. I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT How's it going,
2: everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am rejoined now by my co-host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Glatson. The Dallas Mavericks, what they had a very, very active NBA draft night you know uh, (laughs) early on Matt it looked like the way things were going there wasn't going to be much going on and uh, there was only like one trade before they got to uh, to the Mavs pick at number 18 I believe and then at 16 I mean at 18 they end up drafting Josh Green out of Arizona and earlier this morning I had our guy Richard Stamen on, at Mavs Draft on Twitter. And Josh Green was the number one prospect on his Mavs draft draft board for number 18. And they ended up getting him. uh, I posted a clip, you know, of what Richard said about Green earlier today. Y'all need to go listen to it because it has me pumped, man. I mean, this guy is an unbelievable uh, defensive prospect but yet he also has the ability, you know, to drive and finish, and he can shoot the ball too. He He's like – he's an excellent 3 and D prospect, and he's a guy that could potentially help from day one. So, that's how the night got started for the Mavs. Matt, what are your thoughts on Josh Green?
0: I mean, as we all know, I haven't really uh, spent too much time on draft prep this year as uh, – a. And I'm sorry, guys. My phone's gonna keep going off because I have Woj and Sham.
2: <laughs> it's been that way all night.
0: <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm I, I I didn't do a lot of draft prep this year. Um, but from what I've heard, Josh Green is exactly what they needed. Uh, I trust Richard. He's a smart guy. So if he thinks he was number one on the board, I believe him. Um, I watched a little tape, you know, some highlights before uh before we jumped on here to get kind of a feel for what he was like and. He looks pretty exciting. I mean, he he fills everything the Mavs need, man. It's it's uh it's it's a good pick. It's a great pick. I've, and then, you know, everything that happened afterwards, we'll get to, but from my outside eye or my inside eyes, my biased eyes, I guess, uh I think the Mavs might have won the draft.
2: I mean, it it they had a very very good draft. And look, we all want it and Josh Green, he's a guy that uh, when richard he posted his first mock draft like a month and a half ago uh, on dallasbasketball.com and in that mock draft i believe he had josh green go into the mavs in that one too and that's really where i was first sold on him because that's i started watching his his highlights and you know looking into him more than what i had before that and that's really where i was sold on him so and I mean, I wanted Desmond Bain. I think a lot of people did, but I have a take on that, by the way. But Josh Green, he's a guy that I have wanted for a while, for you know, a couple of months at least. Uh, and I just honestly didn't think he would make it all the way down to 18. So <laughs> he, uh, like, like we said, he's a tenacious defender that's one of the big things about him his measurements are you know he has a a, a big wingspan I think he's like six six, if I'm not mistaken um super athletic very high motor which is I mean it's just exactly what this team needs so uh and then you have him playing with Luka Doncic so you know there's going to be like a little bit of an uptick in his uh shooting progression so that's always fun but I, th- I think they hit a home run with Josh Green, with pick number 18. And then, you know, like you said, uh, they they did great the rest of the way too because we got to pick number 31, and uh, they ended up drafting they ended up drafting Tyrell Terry out of Stanford, and he's six three. Uh, he he's a really good three point shooter. I honestly don't know much about, you know, his defense, but from what I can tell, the Terry pick at 31, Matt, was kind of like, you know, in hindsight, it was kind of like a foreshadowing (laughs) of the move that was about to come next. What do you think? Well,
0: it was funny because they picked that guy, and I was writing the story for (laughs) 105.3 The Fan, which is my other job, everyone knows, and – I was kind of just like, wow, you know, I, I'm reading a scouting report on this guy and the comps in the, in the scouting report were uh, rich man, Seth Curry and poor man, Steph Curry. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn, I mean, they're going to either going to have a lot of shooters or Seth might be on the move. And then literally like a minute later, the the trade comes through and it's Josh Richardson and the 36 pick for Seth Curry and Seth goes to Philadelphia where he's, you know, going to be with his father-in-law, which is fun for him. But, I mean, it sounds like the Mavs just had decided on that trade before the, before even the 31st pick happened. And then they were like, all right, we'll take this guy, and then we're going to go get Josh Richardson, and off we go. And, yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I'm currently reading a scouting report of Josh Green from the same website, and his NBA comparison is Josh Richardson. Which, yes. hell yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll take that all day. So if he look. can be that, I mean, th- this team desperately needed wing athleticism and defense and shooting, and they got two of those guys, and, and Josh, Reed, Josh Richardson, and an elite shooter apparently, which this one scouting report I read called the most electric three-point shooter in the NBA draft and Tyrell Terry. So, I'm ecstatic right now, absolutely ecstatic.
2: And, look, we can't sleep on that number 36 pick, too. They got Tyler Bay, you know, the, yeah. sec- the second Bay in this draft. You know, S- Sadiq Bay, he was, you know, he got most of the height. But, Tyler Bay, he's a 6'7 forward, 220 pounds. seven-one wingspan. Seven-one wingspan. He is an incredible defender. Uh and you can go to uh you can go to at Mavsdraft to uh, Richard Staman's uh, Twitter page on there and he's posted a lot of stuff about uh Tyler Bay too. Just he has like a minute long highlight reel of just defensive, crazy defensive plays that Tyler Bay has made. So
0: yeah, he I mean, averaged uh just... <laughs> he averaged one point two blocks per game, one and a half steals per game, um really long, really athletic. Um, I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's an incredible—it's an incredible draft for the Mavericks. They got everything they needed. Shut up, Woj. Uh, it's it's, just,
2: its not just Woj. It's everything right now.
0: It, it's, it's insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to have the, the <laughs> notifications on in case something else happens. Otherwise, I would mute it. I promise, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> but it's this is this has been—you know—as we were going through the draft and it got to 18 so many people were, were were preaching Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't really know anything about anybody really. So, you know, why not? And then I started hearing about it and everybody freaked out that Desmond Bain wasn't at 18 and they picked Josh Green. Well, a lot of people did, not everybody. A lot of us were very happy. And, uh, so then Desmond Bain started falling and started falling and started falling. And it was like, wow, we could get both of these guys. And then everybody's <laughs> going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, I mean, the thing about Desmond Bain is obviously he fell for a reason. You know, he's a little older of a prospect, I guess, and he fell all the way down to number 30. So, if the Mavs would have taken him in 18, it seems like that would have been a bit of a reach.
2: Yeah, it would have. Um, And, I mean, look, from just a shooting perspective, I do believe that uh, Desmond Bain was probably – He was right there with uh, Neesmith as probably the best shooters in this draft. That said, Josh Green, just his upside is so much higher than Desmond Bain. You know, I mean, the the measurements there, like I said, he has an endless motor, uh, as good of a, you know, three-point shooter as Desmond Bain is. And, you know, he he tries real hard on defense. Uh, He's a plus defender. But, you know, he had a negative wingspan. I'm not trying to, to you know, down Bane. I'm just saying there is so much more upside with Green. And it's more of what the Mavs need. And, look, when you have a guy like, you know, Richard, who came on earlier, he's like the biggest Desmond Bain fan, like, ever. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, we've talked to him. we we talked with him on Twitter and in our, our uh, DallasBasketball.com. Uh, text thread and all that but he's like the biggest desmond Bang guy ever and he still put josh green first on the mavs uh big board for pick number 18 so that should tell you you know what a what a steal this could potentially be for the mavs but yeah as, as far as josh richardson goes though uh you know he he didn't really fit in philadelphia uh you know, he, he had an off shooting year uh, after shooting 38% from three uh, in Miami two years ago and then 36% from three last year. It was only 34 this past season. But in Philadelphia, there was zero spacing, <laughs> they had no shooting. Uh, so I, I just think as I mean, Richardson much as- was
0: one of their best shooters. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and he was <laughs> – that's the thing. He was one of their best shooters, and, uh, you know, he still only – he only shot 34%, but I don't think that's a knock on his ability. I think that's more of a a product of what, you know, system Philly is playing in and uh, the pieces that he had around him there. So, he's going from that to playing with Luca and KP and a bunch of other guys that can shoot. <laughs> he, he's going to be that Miami Heat, uh, Josh Richardson, if not better. I mean, I'm I'm super excited about this, Matt. The the Mavs they knew what their biggest weakness was going in tonight, and they addressed it uh, more than what we thought they would. Like this team has some defenders now, and I think that's scary for the rest of the league.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, look, we all know and they're the not done. No, they're not. I mean, this team's biggest weakness uh, this season, we all know it. It was wing depth. It was winged. It was defense on the wings. It was guarding guys like Kawhi. It was guarding guys like Jamal Murray. It was guarding guys like LeBron. I mean, nobody can guard those guys, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So now instead of Justin Jackson and then, you know, Dorian Finney Smith having to do way too much, you bring in Josh Green, who is a bulldog and, you know, has, has that high drive. And you bring in Josh Richardson who does the same thing and you bring in Tyler Bay, who's the PAC 12 defensive player of the year. I just learned. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, you filled your biggest need and did you go out there and did you get a star yet? No, but Josh Richardson's only $10 million a year. Yep. And he's got two years left on his deal. So and he's
2: got a play. It's a player option for next year. And you know, depending on how and I think he will definitely play better than what he did in Philly, I think we'll get more of that Miami Josh Richardson in Dallas. Uh, and if that happens, more than likely he'll opt out next offseason. So you just cleared let's see, Seth was making nine million a year for the next two or three years. So you just cleared nine million more off your books for next summer. If you're gonna, you know, chase somebody, obviously that's not the biggest takeaway from this, but it is a potential, you know, upside on how it could help the Mavs later down the line, too. So,
0: you know, what I've learned over the last, I mean, last year was kind of a wash, I guess. Um, what did we even do in the draft last year? I can't remember. Did we do anything? We had
2: the number 37 pick, and instead of drafting Bulbul, we traded down. So the right, number 45 right, yeah. pick Roby. and took Isaiah Roby.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So we're just going to discount that year. But two out of the last three years.
2: Home runs.
0: Donnie has been cooking. <laughs> My big takeaway from these last three seasons, if I'm the Mavericks, is y'all get the hell out of the way and let Donnie cook. Yes. Please. Give him let the it kitchen. Because when he does his thing, this is the kind of stuff that happens. And I am I'm ecstatic. I am absolutely ecstatic.
2: And like I said, look, th- this is just the draft. I mean, this is we're this is just Wednesday. And we have, you know, you don't know what you you know what position Josh Richardson plays? Tim Hardaway Jr.'s position. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, and Tim Hardaway Jr., he hasn't opted in or opted out yet that deadline is tomorrow, there could be another trade in the works. I mean, you know, the stuff we've talked about, Victor Oladipo, um, Zach Levine, you know, guys like that, there's possibilities, there's trade possibilities out there that seem a lot more realistic now than they did about three hours ago, (laughs) you know? so. I don't know, and look, I'm not saying they need to go out and trade all these guys they just drafted. I'm just saying, you know, it seems like if they wanted to make another move like that, it's more possible now. And then we're going into free agency Friday, and at the very least, they're going to have the full MLE to spend, which is around nine million. So right.
0: So think about what the Mavs started last season. Give give me give me a starting line lineup the Mavs fielded last season that you thought was pretty good. Just off the top of your head,
2: Luca, either Seth or Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney Smith, KP, and I can't think of. Some and
0: Max, <laughs> we'll say Max. Yeah, we'll say Maxie. Okay, so next year, potentially, even if nothing else changes, potentially you have. And, and let's, let's also consider that off the bench you had, you know, Jalen Brunson until he got hurt, and then Trey Burke, and then you had Justin Jackson, and then you had DeLon Wright, and then, you know, all these guys that we weren't very fond of, right? Right. I mean, Brunson has a bright future. Well, you know, that's I mean, nothing against him, but just hear me out here. So next season you have the potential to field a starting lineup even if nothing else happens, of Luca, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and KP. That's a good defensive team, if you ask me. And then, you know, you could have – and he it, and it, and it can score. It's very athletic. It can do a lot of things. And then you can have Josh Green come up, coming off the bench, eventually becoming a starter. You know, maybe you trade – Tim Hardaway Jr. at the trade deadline next year or something. I don't know. But all of a sudden you have so much more flexibility with what you can do going forward, and your team is so much more athletic and has so much more potential on the defensive end. I mean, it's really exciting, man.
2: Yeah. And at the very least, you know, these guys, they have potential, and they have the skill set to succeed playing with Luka. And that's one of the biggest things because you you have this collection of new assets now. So at the very least, you know, those guys perform well and you know, you got three guys now on very uh, team friendly rookie deals. And so now you have more assets. So if it comes down to it and there's a opportunity to make a, a big splash, a big trade, you know, before the trade deadline or even next season, you have more assets now, and that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's a big takeaway. That's a very least kind of thing, but I don't think they'll have to do that with uh, with Josh Green. I, I think he's going to end up being, you know, really, really good. I don't know much about Tyrell Terry. Admittedly, uh, I do know he's a good shooter. I've seen a couple highlights. I don't—I don't know much about him though. Uh, I know more about Tyler Bay than I do about Tyrell Terry. <laughs> and uh, I'm really high on him. So, I, I'm just ecstatic, Matt. I, I've wanted them to add wing depth uh, since last year. You know, Brunson ended up being a good pick. I, I know they did, They took the best player available there. Uh, they could have really used him in the postseason, that secondary ball handler. But uh, even last year, I really – you know, wanted them to uh, draft a wing there. But, man, did they make up for it this, in this draft. <laughs> and that's two drafts ago I'm talking about, not not last year. Last year was a wash. But, uh, I mean, that, that they more than made up for it. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. And like we said, it's not over yet. We still have free agency. So, <laughs> I mean, think about what you
0: could do here. No, think about what you could do here. We're not signing off yet. Think about what you could do here. Say, say you want to move Tim Hardaway Jr. Potentially, I'm just saying potentially. This doesn't mean this is going to happen. Potentially, you bring Tim Hardaway Jr. back on his player option or whatever, and you trade him. I don't know how that works. Whatever. They trade him, right? Yeah. Maybe you can trade him and whatever future pick or whatever you need, maybe one of these – Guys, like, you know, maybe Bay. I don't know. Doesn't have. We don't have to. Don't worry about it. Maybe you go get Danilo Gallinari, and you have Danilo Gallinari and Josh Richardson and Luca and Josh Green and Dorian Finney Smith and KP and tyrell Terry, and you know Jalen Brunson and all these guys. I mean, that's just one thing they could do. To assign and trade to get Gallinari. I mean, it's it's possible.
2: I mean, we know how – we've learned how much OKC enjoys collecting first-round picks. <laughs> At this point, I don't think it even matters, like, what year the pick is as long as Sam Presti is getting his precious first-round pick. Uh, so, if it came down to it – because before the draft, you know, uh, there was a rumor that came out that the Mavs were talking to – Uh, the thunder about trading that number 18 pick to do a sign and trade for Gallinari. They didn't do it. And in hindsight, I think that was, you know, the right thing to do because uh, you could go back now and do it and, you know, not have to, to give up that much. I, I think they could offer the, the nearest first round pick they can offer now without giving up, you know, Josh green, obviously, would be the 2025 first round pick. And you could do that lottery protected too. So, I mean, if Danilo I don't got think
0: be in the lottery in 2025, don't worry. No, no, <laughs> I,
2: absolutely not. And you know, the thing is, the thing with this is what we've been talking about uh with Giannis next offseason if he doesn't sign his extension. If a guy wants to play for your team, he's going to find a way to play for your team. If Danilo Gallinari says, I want to play for the Mavericks, they're going to get it done. You know, it doesn't matter what <laughs> – you know, if Sam Presti – you know, he's he's going to lose Gallinari for nothing regardless. He's not staying in OKC. So, uh, you have to figure if Gallinari really wants to play for the Mavs that it's going to get done. And that Sam Presti was just trying to play hardball and draft night and it didn't work. And so, I mean, they could revisit that later. And you could have a, a lesser package uh, going back to OKC to get that sign and trade done. So uh, that would be amazing. And like I said, you could st- even have, if they did a sign and trade for Galanora, you'd still be able to do something else in free agency. <laughs> <coughs> Dragic. Dra- Dragic, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there, there's just so much more that this team can do to improve and they they after being idle for the first two days of this week uh i think they knocked it out of the park on draft night um but yeah this this just
0: got me really excited by the way um so i think it's safe to say that we're both fans of kevin o'connor at the ringer's work correct yes i think he's very smart um he knows what he's talking about he's the ringer can be a little a little weird sometimes but they do good work especially at the nba Absolutely. and especially kevin o'connor and he just tweeted i guess this might have been a few minutes ago but he tweeted tyrell terry going to the dallas mavericks with the 31st pick is the steal of the draft
2: <laughs> man <laughs> so
0: and I'm they, clicking look, it right now, so if the sound starts playing, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. But I mean he he sounds pretty high on this guy. Okay, it's just a link to the story. But he, he sounds pretty high on the guy. I'm gonna go and read it in a bit. But given that, that I, I
2: given that I didn't know much about Tyrell Terry before this, and I obviously I still don't, it makes me feel good to hear that. <laughs> you know, a guy that is brought, you know probably a lot smarter than I am with, you know, draft prospects. Saying something like that, I mean, I don't know if he'll be the still of the draft, but I tend to believe that the Mavs, you know, hit a home run with that pick. And I I don't think it's a coincidence that once they knew Tyrell Terry was going to be there at 31 and they made that pick, it was almost instantly after that that Seth Curry got shipped to Philly. (laughs) So, I, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. No,
0: it's not. It's It was absolutely planned. Um, let Donnie cook, man. Yeah. Let him cook.
2: Well, this team just got a whole lot better. Uh, they addressed their biggest needs. Uh, it was bench – bench. It was wing depth. Uh, it was defense. And, you know, they still have some – some dynamic playmaking and and shot making in there too so overall great great draft night for the Mavs and we're not done this week y'all we've we have been you know churning these pods out one after the other um probably going to end up with at least one more maybe two depending on what (laughs) what goes on uh over the weekend but I mean it's it's been fun so far I think it was uh you know, for, for nothing to happen on Monday and Tuesday, I think it more than made up for it tonight. So I'm really excited, but anything else you want to add before we take off tonight?
0: No, I, I heading to the night, I was pretty pessimistic because unless they made a trade, because I don't, I haven't had a lot of faith in their draft history, but tonight, they knocked it out of the park and they proved me a hundred percent wrong. And I'm eating crow as we speak. I just put it in the microwave. So.
1: Oh man.
2: I'm going to sleep good tonight, man. (laughs) Definitely. All right. Well, look guys, that's going to do it for another episode. I hope you are just as excited as we are. If you're not, please go look up these guys that, that the Mavs drafted and, uh, you know, watch these highlights and, read more about them and you'll you'll see what we see hopefully uh and then go watch how josh richardson played you know when he was in miami too because i just i really do think that this draft night couldn't have gone any better for the Mavs without them you know trading up or anything like that so it's been great it's been fun it's not over yet we still have free agency on friday starting at five o'clock central time as soon as i get off work so we will be seeing you guys probably you know pretty soon as soon as friday night maybe so
0: yeah uh, in that case i'm gonna have to probably call in because i will actually be on the road but we'll find a way to make it work
2: yeah well depending on what happens we will find a way (laughs) But, guys, we appreciate it. Please be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review there. It really helps us out, and we really appreciate it. You guys have a great night.
1: We'll see you soon. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days when I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. These days I'm about my chips like a bag of lace. I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of. Looked up the Dirk and in MJ instead of blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller Riding in the Benz of Copper and Pilar Feeling like I made it, now they tryna holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Feeding me all the lies and propaganda in my eyes. I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived. Now step back and go more of a letter. I treat this rap game like it's target practice. No And I ain't even gotta aim it. Seeing hair shots just for saying my name. Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different. Labels call Phone, but I'm lacking interest,
0: interest. Ain't talked to my friends in a while Ain't smiled like this in a while Take a step back reminisce about the old days Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings